whenever I try to explain what I'm doing and people were looking at me, yeah, but do you really, I mean, is that your job? And I was like, yes, this is my full-time job. And they said, but completely relying on the internet, isn't that dangerous? <laughs> and now you see how dangerous it is to have a nine to five job in an office building. <laughs> we didn't expect that. No one expected it. And yes, you always have to be open and also prepared for the worst situation, I guess. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. On this episode, I speak with Julia, who is the founder of Jade Jetter, a family travel and digital nomad blog for aspiring nomads and families. She has been working and traveling around the world full time since 2011. So listen on to find out how Julia has been able to travel the world with her family and earn income as a social media marketer. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to speak with Julia today. Hey, Julia, how are you? Hey, Debbie. I'm fine. Thanks. Very excited to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Me too. Can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, sure. My digital nomad journey actually starts in 2011 when I decided to quit my job and sell all my stuff and pack my bags because I needed a break from my formal life. I was a PR and communication consultant and I was basically married to my job. I even had two phones <laughs> and I decided I, I feel like a 50 year old manager, but I wasn't even 30. So I said there has to be something else in life. So I decided to go out and travel for a bit. The initial plan was only to take a break for six months. And yeah, well, <laughs> things happened on the road and uh, I fell in love with travel and I fell in love with my my husband. And uh, so I decided to <laughs> turn it into my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, not regretting it. <laughs> and I see, Julia, that you have been a digital nomad since 2011. So that has been a long time for you and you're pretty much one of the originals, right? And when none of this stuff was really popular and you're already doing what we're doing now and it's becoming so much more popular. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't know that there was some such a thing I hadn't heard for, uh, of digital nomads, to be honest. When I started, I wasn't even aware of the fact that you can work remotely. I stumbled upon it and that was when former clients from the agency I worked for, they reached out to me and said, hey, since you're still on the road and you're apparently not coming back, <laughs> would you be able to work for us from a distance? And I was like, oh, is that even possible? Okay, <laughs> sure, uh, I can do that. And then it dawned on me, so if they needed help and if they're okay doing that, 
when I'm not present, you know, maybe there are other people needing my help remotely. And this was my, it was, you know, it was a thought process and I went through many stages. Um, It wasn't from day one that I was saying, oh, no, now I'm living the digital nomad lifestyle. Then uh, eventually I also did a lot of research because I started my blog three years into traveling. And through this, I learned that people are actually living a lifestyle and filled with travels. So only, I think, three or four years after I started it, I knew that I was a digital nomad <laughs> and uh, that I had a label to my, my lifestyle. When you finally realized that this is something that you really wanted to do, Julia, what was some of the things that you had done to prepare to make this more sustainable? Yeah, well, in the beginning, I combined my online jobs with offline works like conventional, you know, the backpacking jobs that everyone does uh, when they do their gap year travels. And I knew that this is obviously not something that I wanted to do forever. So since I was lucky enough to have those online gigs falling into my lap and people are pushing me to help them from afar, I knew I needed to change something. And I knew that I... I wanted to go 100% remote. And then I simply adjusted my online presence. Like I said, I started a website, a a blog. It was my first thought was I just do a a travel blog so I can update my friends and family and also create a following. And then slowly but surely, I knew this is my business platform where I wanted to create like a, a sustainable brand and uh, I market myself. So what I did, I was, I was doing a lot of, um, I learned a lot about blogging. And then also since my background is marketing, this helped me a lot. And I, I was always interested in social media marketing. And actually the last client before I left Germany, the, the agency where, that I worked with, they introduced us into the social media marketing part because actually 10 years ago, there were companies back then that were wondering, do we really need a Facebook page? Is that really something? And so (laughs) I was lucky enough to had already tapped into this field and I knew it, it, it would become big and I knew I had to use it for my own brand as well. So what I did, I was uh, really doing a lot of learning and researching about uh, how to use social media marketing and and blogging for my myself and and then uh, after a while I would simply start it to advertise my services as a PR and marketing consultant and turned into a social media coach in what I am today this is my main business like uh, aside from blogging I'm doing a lot of coaching and helping people to be yeah, successful with social media and their online business. I'm so excited all the time when I talk to marketing experts on this podcast because I'm always interested in that because one of the things that I've learned in my business is that 
in most of the time as a creator, we just want to create content, content, content. But we also have to realize that without marketing it, it doesn't really go anywhere. So even if you have the most beautiful thing out there and nobody is seeing it, it's great if it's just a hobby. But if you want to make it into a business, you have to take it to the next level. So it's always so great to hear that, you know, and there's always so many different skills that you can also learn when you are trying to figure out your niche. And for you, Julia, this was something that you had already tapped into. Now, for somebody who wants to learn more about marketing and to maybe grow an online business, what are some of the things that they can do to prepare themselves and, you know, make this into a sustainable business for themselves? Yeah, sure. I mean, yes, that's true. I I was in a lucky position uh, with my background, but it, anyone can start today and work on their on their online career and uh, i think social media gives such a great and vast opportunity for for people who want to become online uh, and remote workers because everybody knows how to use facebook or instagram and you know if it's a passion for you to to design pins for pinterest this could be something that you can look into and uh, as a marketer you always look at the bigger picture and how you use it in order to create set well like you said you create the content but then you use the the uh, different platforms and on uh, the social media channels to lead everyone and your followers your audience to this one piece that you just created so it is a little bit like you want to become organized and look at this brand like a tool that helps you to become seen out there and you need to stand out so there, there are ways in uh, to enter into the this field, and of course, you have online resources. You can read ebooks or do online courses, or simply work with a coach or think for yourself. What would you do? Well, can you help your piece, like let's say uh, a podcast or a blog post that you just wrote? Where do you need to be? Where is your audience? Where do you have to tell them, hey, there's a great new uh, chunk of, 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 of online contacts that they have to check out, you know? So there are so many different ways people can use marketing and as a career. <laughs> yeah, there's so many out there and there's definitely a lot of tools that you can use. Do you have any favorite ones for yourself, Julia, whether it's for marketing purposes or maybe just to make yourself more efficient as a remote worker? What I would do is I would always look in your own niche, like find the people that are already successful and, and then don't copy, but try to see what they're doing and what works for them and then try to apply that for your, for your own brand. I think this is, it's a no brainer because, um, if they have figured it out and it works, then why should, why wouldn't it work for you? Right. So instead of going the long way, like some, I went, I went to an institute, like a private university and, and studied marketing and have a degree on it. And yes, of course, this is nice to have. And it definitely helped me. But today, I think, especially in, during these days, and, and times of crisis, I think you can reach quicker your goals and, and uh, a way of start working in that field. In when you when you look at the competition and when you also 
try to test an error, you know, when you look at your past 10 posts, for example, and look what worked, what didn't work. And then, of course, don't repeat what didn't work. Just always repeat what worked. <laughs> That's also something <laughs> that I always recommend. Yeah, it's always about testing and then learning from all of those. And that's a really good tip because sometimes we get so overwhelmed when we don't see any progress right away, but we also have to see what we've done already to see what we can tweak, right? (laughs) Yeah. And perhaps if I can add something to this, some people think they have to be present in all the social media platform at once. And I always suggest and advise my my clients that they should not do this because you can actually exhaust yourself on social media and what i suggest is concentrate on one or two platforms at max in the beginning let's say if you like facebook or or instagram or not if you like it but if your audience likes it then you should really master this these two first before you also go and open a a Pinterest account or Twitter or TikTok or whatnot, because you're spreading yourself too thin and you won't be able to hold up this constant, yeah, amount of content that you need to deliver if you are present on all the platforms. I think we're always trying to do everything. You're right. Especially when there's new platforms opening up and you maybe see people doing really well at it from the beginning and you want to do everything. But it it does. I mean, it makes you feel super overwhelmed that you actually end up not doing anything at all. So we definitely want to avoid that. Exactly. So one of the biggest concerns that a lot of my audience and community come to me for is they always say, well, I don't have any skills, Debbie. Like, I don't know what to even do, especially now with the whole crisis and pandemic happening. And a lot of people have lost their jobs. They're at home. They feel like they don't have any skills that will translate to remote work. What do you have to say to that, Julia? Uh, Well, I highly disagree. We all have skills and sometimes we not only need to discover them because we all know how to use a computer. I mean, most of us. And if you know how to type an email and manage your email program or your or your personal social media channels, uh, or if you're good at online shopping, maybe you also want to tap into online uh, selling uh, using Amazon or platforms that are available out there. Or if you're into photography or video, I mean, there's so many different ways and, and, and opportunities out there that you, you can translate into a business. I think what helps is really to sit down and say, what do I like? What is there that people need? And what can I deliver as a solution and combine essentially the first two things? And there has to be something for everyone out there. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just looking at what you're currently doing, your current skills and translating that into remote work. And you're right. We're so tech savvy, most of us. You know, even my grandmother knows how to use FaceTime. So if my grandmother, who's almost 90 years old, can do that, we can do it too. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Very good. 
currently there's been a lot of things happening obviously it's so much you know craziness in the world i don't know if it's a setback for you julia but has there been any setback throughout your whole journey or even right now currently as an entrepreneur what has been the biggest one that you are handling and taking care of yeah to be honest i mean it's it's crazy times and uh everyone is in panic mode i feel like it's now easing up and uh, people are starting to relax a little bit but what has affected me the most is that everyone is talking so negatively about the situation because I actually haven't been affected as much. My, my business is still up and running uh, since I'm coaching people in the field of social media marketing and also helping them to become this digital nomads. So I'm actually not really affected by that because people are seeking now advice and they're coming to me now more than ever. But still, when you open up uh, the internet, all you hear is, oh, the world is uh, going to end. Then this has to, yeah, this has an effect on, on oneself. At least I feel like that. So what I did was in the beginning, I was always reading the news and, and looking at, oh, how, how is everyone doing in, in the countries where I have people, you know, friends and family. But then I decided, no, this has to stop because it will affect my, my own mental health and stability. And I still want to keep up the, the workflow and, you know, and, and keep simply doing what I, I had been doing. So luckily uh, my business ha hasn't been affected. Now we, we, we have been stuck in Thailand since January and this was actually very good for us. Yeah. Speaking business wise, because now we, had to be in one place before we were always uh, moving and changing location every three or six months. And for us, this is a long period of time staying in one place. <laughs> so what, what helped me really during this crisis is to focus on, on things that I always put last on my to-do list because I say, ah, now I do this uh, in our new place or next destination when I really have time and then I never get to it. <laughs> so now I'm working on all these hidden things and tasks and uh, I'm feeling, feeling very productive and, uh, and content with myself right now. I love that. There's always perspective, right? Because at, at this point with us as remote workers and digital nomads, you are in that point where this is made for you, you know, you're able to create income from wherever. And before I say this all the time, people thought that we were crazy and what we do is not sustainable. And now this is what's looked at as sustainable. So it's kind of turned around in a huge way. And before we really had to explain what our lifestyle was. Now everybody understands it and accepts it. <laughs> that is so true. Whenever I try to explain what I'm doing, and people were looking at me, yeah, but do you really, I mean, is that your job? And I was like, yes, this is my full-time job. And they said, but completely relying on the internet, isn't that dangerous? <laughs> and now you see how dangerous it is to have a nine-to-five job in an office building. <laughs> we didn't expect that. No one expected it. And yes, you always have to be open and also prepared for the worst situation, I guess. And Yeah. yeah. 
It's so crazy. It's so nuts. But, you know, I guess we made the right decision when we I, did. I, I, I think we did, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. So when you and your family are abroad, like you are right now, what type of international insurance do you all use? We have discovered safety wings. This is uh, really great for us. It's such a flexible insurance because it allows us to extend our uh, insurance whenever we go to a new destination. And also now during this crisis, they were really good in keeping uh, us up to date and uh, the COVID-19 matters that they were all included. So yeah, I w- I'm, I'm really happy about it. And I always uh, recommend it to other travelers because it's in, an insurance made from digital nomads for digital nomads. So I think it is the one you should have if you want to go remotely. Yeah, I love it. I mean, there's been a lot of big providers recently, especially with the, this whole coronavirus happening that later on digital nomads remote workers have found out that they exclude a lot of things like pandemics and natural disasters in their policy cover so if somebody actually falls ill and needs treatment for coronavirus or a similar future pandemic they wouldn't be covered and would need to pay for their treatment themselves which is really horrible because you're already maybe stuck in a country and you want to go home you're paying for all of these extra expenses And now you also get sick and you have to pay for all of that. So that's just like, that's really a headache and also really sad to have to go through that. And that's why I'm really excited and glad to be working with Integra Global. They believe it's their duty to support their members in uncertain times like these and stand by them when they need Integra. They have no exclusions for pandemics or natural disasters in any of their plans. So if you guys want to know more, check out IntegraGlobal.com and see how they can give you the coverage you'll need and maybe some you never knew you would. Like, who knew this was going to happen? This is crazy. Like, if we had gone back a year ago and be like, hey, Julia, what are you going to do in 2020? And we were like, this is a big year, 2020. And then most of the year we're sitting at home, not, you know, going anywhere. Like every plan is stopped. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny that you say that. I actually posted on my website, on my blog uh, in January, something like, oh, 2020 is going to be so big. I I informed everyone of all the conferences and events I'm going to be speaking at. And I was so excited and I had already my, my entire year planned out. And this is not really common for us at all because we always go from with the flow and, you know, and see in the next destination where we want to go next. And 2020 was the first time where I really had so many plans and dates set yet. And now oh, all of them are canceled. <laughs> It's so sad, yes. <laughs> but the do? good but the good thing is you're able to have a lifestyle that allows you the freedom to be able to still be okay, <laughs> even though yeah. I mean, you know, being where you are right now, if you guys have not heard this, I mean I'm sure you do, but there's a lot of birds chirping in the background where Julie is. So she's outdoors, there's a lot of nature, so it's not so bad where you are. And you said there's a beach right there in front of you. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not complaining. No, I'm not complaining. <laughs> we have been lucky to sit this out here in, in beautiful Thailand. And yes, I'm always every day grateful and I'm not taking this for granted at all, especially now. I mean, before, I'm not that, that kind of person that says, oh, 
this is what I deserve because, you know, I, I made this. I'm, I'm actually the other way. I'm, I'm very, very aware of the fact that this is not something that you, you can take for granted. And I'm so, so, so yeah, happy that I can share this with my family. And, uh, I know that we are lucky that during a global crisis like this, we don't feel affected at all. And all we do have to do is right now we have to stay put in on our bung- bungalow on a beautiful island. So ooh, poor us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not so bad, right? It's not so bad at all. And it's just really taking the little things and even the big things and just being grateful for what you have, you know, whether you have the pandemic or not, it's always good to have that type of mentality for sure. So Julia, I know you mentioned this before, how this is kind of the time for you to really sit back and do the things that you never had the time to do before, because you and your family usually travel around for three months at a time. You know, you you go from one place to the next. How have you been able to make that last for this long since 2011 and now with a whole family, you know, your husband, your children, like how can you make this last? Because for me, I've tried it and I was like, I don't know how people do this. I can't work and travel at the same time. Tell us your secrets. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, (laughs) I just just like it. No, I mean, to be honest, um, since the kids are by my, my eldest just turned three last week and my youngest is just one year, you know, so this doing this uh, with a family, this is very new to us still. And since the kids are born, we have slowed down and we're taking it very, yeah, at a, a very slow pace right now. Uh, for example, before we came to Koh Phangan uh, or Thailand, uh, we stayed in uh, in Spain on the Canary Islands. That's where my my second son was born, and we we stayed there for six months, which is of course also for some people it may sound short. For us, it is longer. And we discovered that this is actually a healthy amount of time of traveling. We are now um, constantly discussing on how we are, should continue because with, with children, it is, it is different. I'm not saying it's not, it's not possible, but for us, we discovered that uh, three to six months, this is better than shorter periods of time. Before, I actually liked moving around and before I even met my husband, I did a whole year of traveling solo and backpacking around the world and I moved so fast and I must admit it was okay during that time. But after the first year, I was kind of feeling burnout. And, and then especially when the workload was getting more and more, I needed to slow down as well. So I think it always depends on everyone's taste and and also the the fact that if you have traveled uh, before or not, what I always recommend is do your traveling thing. And then when you become a digital nomad, you don't feel the pressure or the need to tick off those sites or the places that you really want to see. Because, um, yes, I mean, use the freedom to be able to move from A to B, but don't look at it as a, a must or as a necessity then it becomes a lot more uh, enjoyable and you can actually, yeah, take it as a, at a slower pace and emerge into the new place and, and the destination. 
I think this is uh, so much more valuable if you come to a new destination and be able to stay there and really get to know your surrounding, the people, the culture, and explore the food and whatever is connected to this uh, destination. So I'd say the slower, the better. And yes, there's even other models that you can choose. Uh, I have many digital nomad friends that choose three bases around the world and they just move from within the, these three destinations throughout the year, which is also understandably if you always want to stay in good weather, just make sure you have three destinations that have always summer when you get there. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's always different stages with our lives, right? And even for travelers, you know, when you're younger, you want to tick off all of those different bucket lists that you have. And then as you get older, it's definitely a lot slower. And then when you have children, it's completely different. So it's, it's, yeah, it's always a transition. And I think it's really great to embrace all of that and experience everything wherever you are right now. Take advantage of it when we can finally go back to traveling again whatever feels right for you should be what you're doing you know because for whatever works for me or Julia may not work for you or vice versa so it's always good to figure that out on your own <laughs> that is true totally agree <laughs> So Julia, let's fast forward to 30 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Wow, yeah, 30 years from now, I yeah, I would like to be remembered as the person who simply tried it, you know. I always tell people when they talk to me about my life, say, and they have doubts and fears about what would happen if they also became a digital nomad and I said simply try it once and don't be afraid of of any changes that you're taking into life because it's your life and it's all about trying new things out and being open towards new opportunities and possibilities and yeah I want my children to uh, grow up with this mindset that they uh, even though they're living a life right now like a certain way they might be trying out a different lifestyle the the next day because or or in a, in a future in a near future because I think it's important to always stay creative and also flexible and and not be attached to a certain routine in the life because if you haven't really lived different different ways then I'm wondering are people then sad at the end of their lives not having tried out their dreams or um, always dreaming about a, a, a certain a certain thing it's definitely not not healthy at the end of your life you know what I mean so I'm I'm the person who started living her dream at a young age and I I didn't wait until I'm I'm old and say because mo- most people say I will travel when I'm old and when I when I start uh, stop working and I'm not that person <laughs> I do it now. I do everything now because who knows if we all get old, we never know. Yeah. I mean, what if we're old during the coronavirus and God forbid something happens to us, we never traveled. So, <laughs> or do whatever it is that you want to do. And also the fact that you're making this sustainable, you're still creating income. So I think that's what a lot of people are really concerned about is, well, I'm going to do that when I'm older 
when, you know, I don't have to worry about money anymore or this and that. And there's always going to be an excuse, but it's really about what you want. And if, you know, if traveling is not for you, then that's great. You know, whatever it is that you enjoy in life. And if a nine to five is what makes you happy, then that's what makes you happy. So, but it's just really living the life that you want to live and making it sustainable is what you should do. And you can definitely do that as a remote worker, as everyone can see now, it's possible, guys. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Julia, for being here with us today. I am so thankful for you and for all of the things that you told us about your journey. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Debbie. It was great. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. And yes, it was very fun to be on your show. Thank you. <laughs> if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? They can find me on my blog, uh, can reach out to me on jjetter.com. I also have my website where I describe a little bit more about my coachings and online services. This is just my full name.com, Julia Yag. Yeah, I'm on social media. Basically, you can find me with jjetter and all the channels that you're, yeah, that you're around. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Julia. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Julia. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to grow your business using social media. Hey, listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one -on -one mentorship programs, and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreateapodcast.com. See you there. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.